welcome to You Are Here. Um, I have gotten a head cold in the past few days, so that's why my voice sounds awful. <laughs> but I'm here, ready to record another podcast with you, and today I have two very special guests, two, like, the top two most important people in my life, my mom and my dad. Say hey. Hey. <laughs> and I'm so excited that they're here um, to talk about a topic that they're so knowledgeable in and have so many years of experience, um, not just, you know, in their own lives and their own personal experiences, but with so many other people and talking about marriage and relationships and stuff. So, um, yeah, I'm really excited. Thank you guys for being here. And, yeah, um, I wanted to kick it off by ask, really just asking you guys, um, uh, how you how long you've been together how you met just you know I know the story obviously but so yeah your perspectives of that as well it's a test for you honey go for it oh I'm trouble <laughs> <laughs> um for our audio listeners he just looked back and forth at my mom <laughs> It was like, looked at the mic, looked at my mom, looked at the mic, looked at my mom, didn't say anything. So It's a test. It's a test. Come on. Come on. How many okay. years have we been married? So we've been married for, this is going to be 28 years, so we're going to be married, and we've been boyfriend and girlfriend for 33 years. 33, yeah. 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 That's, a, years. that's a whole life. That's a whole life, yeah. A whole life. Yeah. Okay. It almost feels like I... I married your mom when I was 14, but I was not 14. How <laughs> Feels old? like that. I was 21. How old? But, but I've, known, I've known your mom more than I've known my parents, more than I've known <laughs> you know, most people. Um, and it's been a, a true pleasure and an honor. I love this woman. And how, long, how old were you guys when you met each other? We're 17 years old. 17 we were juniors in high school mm -hmm. we met each other and do you want us to share the story of how we met yeah okay sure so i went to visit eric's church and uh, that is the night that i met him do you yeah. want to input anything else but about you, you that you need to say why you were there that's that's uh, i'm gonna start getting upset here danny okay so audience uh, you are here audience please excuse my anger <laughs> oh my gosh so I went to church that night because I was trying to get back with my ex-boyfriend. This is what I'm talking about. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so I had, you know, we had broken up and I was trying to see if maybe there was a chance we could get back together. And that night in passing, I met Eric. He was one of the guys that was there in the youth group. And uh, needless to say, that night, nothing worked out with my ex-boyfriend. And then um, shortly after when I met him, we had a mutual friend that set us up. He told Eric that this girl in another city in Rio, where I was from, um, was interested in him. And then he told me that this guy in Roma, which is the neighboring city, um, was interested in um, in me, right? What? I don't even know what I'm saying. Yeah, okay. So Yeah, I was anyways, interested in you. Yeah, and you, were, you were interested. Yeah. Yes, yes. So, so anyway, so then he put us on a call three-way call back then in a three-way call yeah. back then and uh, i don't i don't know if it exists today three-way three call yeah you can have you can okay. sell a three-way call okay. okay but that was like yeah. the that was uh cutting edge technology it right was there, back then call. with a long cord on a landline on a landline and, right. and i have to say i have to say uh if i don't know if jesse's gonna ever listen to this podcast <laughs> but if he listens to this to this podcast i want to say jesse thank <laughs> you thank you thank you <laughs> 
Because he was that a friend. Was, yeah, he was a friend. He was a friend that set us up. So anyway, so it was the best lie ever told. We always tell yes. people that. It's yes. the best lie ever told because we ended up here we are years, years later I, together. I think the, the other part that is significant to the story oh, yeah. is that we we are from opposing um, rival mm-hmm. towns and schools in every single sport, yeah. everything that we do. Like We, we hate each, each other. other. Like I, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care who you are. If if we get a like a like a like an idea, an inkling that you're from Rio, Diana was from Rio, was was from Roma, automatically hate. Automatically yes, so we funny. dislike each other. That's right. right? And That's it's so right. crazy that we ended up being together. Exactly. Nothing so. like a small town rivalry love story. hundred yeah. yes. percent. Yes. So good. I always say that you guys we need to make a movie about it. That's so I cute. know it's so. And cute. then that's not even like your first date and everything. There's so many more stories there so there that are yeah, crazy. So much. But um, I love that story. I've heard it a few times. <laughs> Just a few. <laughs> um, but I do you love and, that story. You and Derek are probably memorized <laughs> it's by so, now. It's so it's so so good, and I love. Um, just, it's just so sweet. And I think there's, um, something so special about, um, like the innocence of, yeah. of just like a friend, just like just shooting in the dark, just being like, yeah, I think they would be good together. You know, I love that. And also I think it's funny, um, about like you obviously going to find your ex-boyfriend and stuff like that. You were like, I'm, I'm here on a mission. I love <laughs> I that. And I you know, was. God had other and plans. And look at that. God had like... My soulmate right there. It. He was hidden in plain sight. In so. plain sight. I also awesome. remember you guys telling me when I was younger, like a detail of the story, that dad was like very sweaty when you saw him. Because he, he was, was playing ping pong or he something. He was. And one thing that I hate is like sweaty guys. So She's big on stink. i just don't like stink so anyway uh so it was just such a casual encounter it was you know just we saw each other we honestly didn't even remember what we looked like yeah we didn't because when jesse set us up on the phone on the three-way call eric and i we didn't remember even really meeting each other we knew we had met but we didn't remember what we looked like and everything so on the phone eric would tell me you know i'm gonna be i'm the short bald guy with a gap between my teeth that's how you'll know that it's me you know so my expectations were like really really low and uh, then when i finally made it to our date we set up a date a couple weeks later and um, i showed up to pizza hut how many hours late was i she was two hours late. I was two hours late. Two hours. You know what? For as long as I've known my mom, She's been about my whole two hours life, late. she has been about two hours late. <laughs> but anyway. But I, I would like I would still be waiting there. Thank you. I yes. mean, he would. He yeah. would. So anyway, so showed up, finally got to meet him. And when I saw him, I remember like my first feelings were like, I cannot believe that I've been talking to this incredibly hot guy on the phone i i was besides myself i couldn't believe that i had missed him when i had gone to that service and that i it was just it was surreal when i saw him yeah, yeah. and and i i was like oh my gosh like how come i don't remember this angel <laughs> you know now that i get to see her two hours late but you know <laughs> I, I get to see her yeah. so um but it was it was amazing it's amazing how everything came together yeah uh, during that time. And I was sweaty because I had a, a group of my friends mm-hmm. that after youth service, that's what we used to call it back then. It was not students. It was youth, right? You go to youth. So um, we used to have ping pong tables and we used to play ping pong and it was competitive. We would get all sweaty and stuff. So yeah, yeah. there we go. Yeah. Still competitive. Yeah. Now ping pong has evolved to golf. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want to talk about something. Um, so like, obviously that's, 
an amazing story. I love all those little details that are just like so charming and and sweet. Um, but obviously, like relationships progress and like they change and like people grow and change. I mean, you guys have been together for what thirty thirty three thirty three years. years. That's like a lot, a lot of life. So I did want you guys to just talk about um, what's the most common question and problem you get from married people and like something that like always comes up. You have sat with so many married couples um, for like counseling and stuff. And um, I remember overhearing a few of them when I was younger and stuff. And, and um, yeah, I would love to hear your perspective on that. And I don't know. I think that as a single person um, and single people, I think we sometimes have the expectation of a relationship to be like the beginning mm-hmm. always. Right. Mm-hmm. So like all those feelings that you're saying and like, oh, she was an angel and like he was so hot and like so like nice, like all these things like like I don't know you've been together for 33 years like you kind of become a little less interesting you know what I mean like everything you kind of become Excuse me. it becomes you, a little bit more like because it's just you're true, familiar true. now I love that. so like all those things mm-hmm. that were like so bubbly and fun right. like like they just change and evolve into different feelings but I think as a single person and people that have been told mm-hmm. that to like look for that feeling in a way Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like that's a unfair expectation to have mm-hmm. on an entire relationship. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like, um, yeah, I would just love to hear some common, um, you know, problems or things like mm-hmm. that, that you guys run I into. I think what we find is that those that are married would rather be single. And those that are single dream about being married, but <laughs> those that have walked that line of marriage and the commitment and the daily, and just like you said, like really the routine of it, it is, it's hard work to keep it fresh, to keep it new, to keep it exciting, to do all the work that it requires. Because when you come into marriage, you have now someone that is literally with you always. And they know all the good, all the bad, and all the in-between. And uh, they can honestly get really annoying (laughs) at times. And it goes both ways, right? So I think that, that you really have to strive to to do the work that it takes to grow together, to grow as people. Eric is not the same man that I married, you know, 20, almost 28 years ago. And I'm certainly not that same woman either in any way, shape or form. We, we both really, um, have grown into who we are today. So, um, I think that we sometimes get married with the expectation that it's always going to be the same way. Like we're always going to love each other. We're always going to do this. I love that we're doing this tonight because I just came back from a vow renewal. This couple has been together for 31 years and they're amazing. And, and, uh, they can just, you can see the journey of their life as you look out and see everything that they have walked through. And that's really what marriage is. It is walking out and growing up together. I don't think that nothing stretches you like marriage can. So um, for those that are married, I think that the illusion of marriage, that it's always going to be amazing, it's always going to be fun, it's always going to be passionate, that is a lie that that people go into. And then they're disillusioned. And uh, they fall in a place of that they want to instead bail out. So I don't yeah. know. What, what do you yeah. find with the guys? I think is this expectation that the people, the people go into marriage with mm-hmm. or think – the way marriage is going to be. And so whenever I get to sit with couples and and your mom and I get to sit with couples, we see that disappointment Mm -hmm. of, of an expectation that was never true. Right. Perpetrated by culture, by movies, Mm -hmm. by, uh, you know, people maybe aren't, don't want to be honest about what marriage is all about. And now you have this couple that has been, that has been, 
um, that's been now sitting in front of us and they're disillusioned or mm -hmm. disappointment and they're going through difficult times because they don't have like the right perspective mm -hmm. and the right perspective is something that, that I mean I'm still learning about it. it's nothing that that I you know had this epiphany when I was 17 years old that I knew how marriage was gonna work but but I think that now is 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 the constant change as you as you commit to each other's life is change that is difficult because it's not about changing like the change in your spouse is changing you mm -hmm. right it's change how you deal with conflict how you deal with your own deficiencies mm -hmm. how you deal with your own stuff that as you deal with that and go through those difficult times then it's going to create a beautiful environment for for life giving and 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 a beautiful appreciation of how change looks like i cannot imagine be still the same guy that i was when i was 17 married to your mom right now like it would not make any sense yeah. like mm -hmm. your mom is so much more beautiful, so much more gracious and, and intelligent and talented than what, you know, what she was back then. And for me to be 17, married to, to her right now, like it doesn't make any sense. Like I had to change. That's what I'm getting at. And I think sometimes couples don't get that, that, that you have to change. And that's mm -hmm. difficult to do. Yeah, marriage makes you face like the deficits in you. And you certainly have many. And the only way that it comes out is when you have someone so close to you that is uh, graciously pointing them out or not so graciously pointing them out. Um, but it is something that you, you're forced to face and to change and pivot. Um, so that's for the married part, you know, for the singles. Yeah, I was going to ask what's, mm -hmm. the, what's the other side of right. that for, um, like, what's a problem that mm -hmm. you... So I, I meet with a lot of uh, young, young women, young adults that are not married, that they want to be married, and uh, they're the constant thing that I hear is like, why hasn't God sent me my man? Why, you know, why am I still waiting for Mr. Ride? And, and it's almost like this, like... I demand this from God. Like, I have been doing check the box, check the box, check the box, right? And now where is my man? Where is the one that God promised me? Um, and many times, you know, um, as I sit with them, I'm thinking, Jesus, help the man that ends up with this person because it shows to yes you can be dissatisfied with life and you may want all these things but it is so much work and there's work there's things that the God is needing to develop in you too and grow in you um, before you even enter that and I think too when we got married we're 21 years old we knew nothing, nothing. zero nothing zero nothing like yeah we came into this stupid really stupid yeah. and we have had to grow up in ways that you know have been challenging but um, I think that women today are at a place that kind of in an advantage that you are able to really pursue things that back in even for me 28 years ago was really not available to do and um it's an amazing advantage i think that that women have today to to be able to do that and as i think that they you start as women and i'll talk to the girls 
um, you start pursuing those dreams and those things and you keep on going in the way that you're going, whether it is career, whether it is an education, all that, like, and you get all those things done, it's going to, you're going to be a little bit more picky with even the men that come your way, you know, and I, we've had these conversations before you and I, Danny, of, um, just in, um, in talking about like, you could go out and date whoever you want to, you could go out and find a guy just like your friends have, but you, what do I tell you? I am picky. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but the, it doesn't take much, you know, to go and find just a guy, just anyone. Like you're going to be selective. You're going to be um, a little bit more at looking at character than just looking at someone that is good looking and that comes, comes to talk to you. So you start learning those things as you grow up and mature. What do you think, honey? As far as like the singles, is that mm -hmm, what you're saying? Mm -hmm. um, I think for for the most part, guys need to like need to mature, like yeah. is is uh, need to grow up, and it goes back also to uh, to not admitting. Especially, I think when when I was when I was seventeen, like there's no way that I could think of the context of my life, uh, my upbringing, things that are critical for maturity, and developing a beautiful relationship with a woman, and and being married to her, that that I could not even see past past my 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 face pretty much, as the things that that were like things that were things inside of me that I needed to deal with to create this beautiful relationship. And I think that unless you're willing to do that, that's going to give you the space to, to really, uh, to really be a healthy, mature man and to, to really have a, a relationship mm -hmm. with a woman that you can take it to marriage, but, mm -hmm. but come into marriage in a healthier way. And, and that's never done. It's not like you take a class and you're there. It's like a continual journey, but but it's okay. It's part of it. It's challenging. It's difficult, and and you know you you never arrive. Yeah, yeah. There's a really popular saying that like like everyone pretty much says it. But like, if he wanted to, he would, right? Like mm -hmm. if he wanted to take care of you, he would. Like if he wanted to be not, like, do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. If he cared about you, he would basically. But I'm curious of like your perspective, Dad, on like what does it actually take to make a man want to mature? You know what I mean? Like what and I, I feel like I see this a lot in a grown men who just have like this Peter Pan syndrome where they don't want to grow up. They don't want to like assume responsibility for like their own life and for their own choices or for things that have happened to them, whether they deserved it or not. Like it's still like their responsibility to deal with those things. And I feel like men get trapped in that, in that cycle of like refusing to acknowledge all of those things. But, um, you know, I, I, obviously it's a balance between like, nobody can make you change. Right. No. But, but have you ever like, I guess seen that switch in someone where they're like, I get it now. Like I'm going to be better. I don't know. Yeah. That's, that's so interesting because that, that needs to happen for a man to really start, start, um, coming to himself and start making the change that are, that are necessary because if not, it's going to be, if a, if a man doesn't get to that point, he'll look at the things of life that are achievements, 
there are there are things that that he can go and get and get rewarded for and try to take the lessons of life that he needs from those things and but but what you need to build character in in one's life as a man and to start creating the 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 essentials of what it is to be a man they only come through the valleys of life through hardship through things that really pain 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 you and you don't know how to deal with them and those are the moments that are going to awaken the things that they really you say oh my gosh like i need i need help oh my gosh i need i need to ask someone about this uh or else i'm going to drown in here um, but those are the elements that are necessary the the valleys of life and and having i i think other people or other men around you that you can open your heart to and that's that's the the crucial part men being able to open their heart to other men so they can speak into into their life in those difficult moments and because most of the time all, all we want to do is hide uh do something stupid or or dismiss the things that, that we're feeling at the moment you know and i, I think those are great great things that that is going to create a, a man to face life with courage last thing can you confirm no woman can change a man i confirm no woman can change a man thank you <laughs> thank you i i think a lot of times and i don't know i've seen this play out in like my friends you know like dating losers or even just people run like running into marriage and they're like oh i i like he loves me enough like i think he'll do no. that and yeah like no you cannot change a man that's Whether, hollywood i think it's the way they're wired i think it's misogyny i think it's a little bit of both but, <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah you cannot change a man and which like as a single girl that's really tough because then i'm like Bye. then you're not you're not worth my time you know what i mean so even if like they are really cute or they are really funny whatever but they have all these deficits that are mm. so obvious and red flags bye like i'm not i'm not trying i'm not going to even try to change you yeah so so you know that yeah you know that because you're hearing it from your dad right yeah. but most women and you uh-huh <laughs> including yeah. Yeah, yeah i've learned over the years that i cannot change this man okay but most women say like oh well he's got great potential and he's, he's like he's a great guy like and then you start kind of like making your own candle like oh well if I just put this on him and this on him and then this but the reality is that just like your dad said no man will change because of a woman mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and no woman will change because of a man mm -mm. no what mm -hmm. no I I think I think women here not to get my soapbox for a little bit <laughs> but like you said what helps men is other men right i've been talking about this for weeks all right men only listen to other men and like every time <laughs> the, the deeper i get into it the more it's proven true and i think for that's like for valid i i think there's a reason for it obviously i think for the most part if you're if a guy's blatantly unaware of it he really just comes off as like a jerk right mm -hmm. like you're you're just like a uh like arrogant and you just don't listen to women and whatever whatever um i think i think if men are aware of of like i understand that if i'm speaking like i think the whole mentorship thing mm -hmm. when guys have a mentor that's like older than them that are wise that are speaking into them that can call them out on their bs like that is how god intended it like yes have someone older than you that can coach you that to be a better husband to be a better father to be a better man you know what i mean 
Um, I think where, where it sometimes seeps into other things is like men not acknowledging, um, like the amount of, um, uh, like what women actually contribute to their lives, to society, to all these different things. Um, and they like just assume that they're always going to do those things. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. And I think women for our whole lives have been, uh, I, I mean, you and I talked about this, mm-hmm. the body positivity thing, our whole lives have revolved around like being something for men right or for a man Mm -hmm. and so no i think i think men i i think men can change women i think and specifically i'm thinking in the context of like if if it's an unmarried or a a non-christian girl ending up with like a christian guy Mm -hmm. i think she could see that and be like i like he's honorable and like respectable Mm -hmm. and like all those different things and i could see that kind of falling it's still not a good idea but mm-hmm. I could see, like, how that influence, though, is, like, more respectable. But also, I think even that perspective could be a little bit washed in, like, in, I don't know, like, internalized misogyny of, like, for her end of, like, thinking, like, well, let me just become what he needs. And mm-hmm. let me just be a Christian because that's what he wants and, like, things mm-hmm. like that. So, I don't know. Again, it's, like, very, very layered, very multifaceted. Mm-hmm. But I think from the from the jump, I don't think it's, um, I think it's way harder mm-hmm. and, like, impossible for a woman to change a man i don't know if it's like entirely impossible or like out of the scope of reason to say that a man could change a woman but that's not really what this is about but i just mm. want to say that i don't that's, know that's a something that's to think a, about hot take hot take it's a podcast for another another time it's an, <laughs> hot a topic take. for another <laughs> podcast okay, for sure but, for sure but that's my hot take for for the another episode pod, yeah i'll take it um but anyways, back on track. Let me stop talking about misogyny and all those different things that I love to talk about. <laughs> um, but I do love to talk about this as well. My other question, which is a kind of funny tongue-in-cheek question, but also like genuine. Why is this so hard? Why is being single and waiting so hard? Why is marriage so hard? Why is all of it so hard? Why is waiting for the right one, finding the right one, growing up, becoming a man so hard? Like, why is looking to see all of your deficits so hard why even if you're aware of all those deficits you're still single you know i mean why is it all so hard can you answer that question (laughs) why did they give me this question (laughs) both of you it's it's, it's for the room for the room i think it's hard because like we live with in this place of like wanting what we see others have and it's a form of uh coveting you know because we want that so badly and we think that that is what's going to make us happy that is like that is the goal like that is the prize right and uh, when we grow up looking to that to fulfill us and then we find ourselves that we have that now and guess what it doesn't fulfill us it's not everything that people say that it was cut to be then it's a it's a huge disappointment you know um and I think that from the outside if you're single you're looking in and you're like oh that that looks so beautiful and that you know they're taking trips and this family and all this stuff but it's like you don't see the fights you don't see the hard conversations you don't see the crying you don't see the fighting through you know those those hard days um and uh, I think that that's why it becomes so hard so it's hard for the person looking in into something that they don't have and then it's also hard for those living out this marriage thing that forces you to change every single thing about you um, and grow more than anything. Um, but I think that the hard the hard part is is part of life. Yeah. What do you think? And, and and I think the the other part to that is that someone might someone that is single might be looking at a relationship that has been twenty years in the oh, main. True. True. 
and they're looking at the moments that are beautiful, the moments mm -hmm. that are intimate, the moments that are close and near, and they want that, but that was not built, uh, right. you know, in, in two weeks. Right. That's, That's like, good. like what Diana was saying, that those are things that are difficult. The, the grinding out of, of, you know, your past pains and, and, and you being, being able to, to step into humility and put your ego aside mm -hmm. and do those things that are so challenging. And then all of a sudden you're, you're somewhere in, in a park or somewhere with your, with your wife and someone from the outside is looking at this that is single and aspiring to have something like that. But they don't know the road that it took. Like they don't. No one knows what's been happening, be, you know, behind closed doors. And and I think that that's that's the part that we miss. And when people step into relationship with someone and find out what it takes, mm -hmm. then you start appreciating. Like, wow, this is. But it's relationship. So why is it so hard? Because it's, it's relationship. And, and uh, I've heard you talk about the different tensions in life that we need to live in. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one of the tensions. One of the tensions is to, to want to be in relationship with someone and find someone mm -hmm. th that you want to be, you know, in relationship with, but also live with the tension that that, that person has not arrived yet. And maybe is also the other part is maybe we're not in a place to, to have a relationship. And, and maybe that's okay, you know? It is difficult. Right, but but maybe that's that's a, a place that 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 it's okay to be in in that moment. I mean, I I don't know. I like that. I think that, yeah, you know, for singles looking looking in and and trying to get to that place of like having someone in their life and and uh, that frustration of kind of sitting and like almost feeling hidden, that no one really is paying attention, no one really is coming around, no one really is, you know pursuing you uh that can be then it can it can mess up and i'll talk from the girl's perspective it can mess you up as a girl like okay what's wrong with me what's wrong with me like why am i not pretty enough or whatever enough right and now it becomes of like still this person can complete me you know mm, and yeah. then and that struggle then of like you're still putting it all on that one thing to attain that one thing yeah. that's why it becomes so it's so hard yeah. because yeah. you're still looking on the outside to be fulfilled internally will that person come you know there's there's a person that i know that um for many many years she she was wanting to get married and all that and she actually ended up getting married in her 50s uh and it just didn't work out and she would date and she would find, and it was just not the right time. And she ended up getting married, you know, to someone that was older than her and everything. And they have this beautiful life together, but it took like 54 years for her to find the one. And, um, you know, I have people that come into my office and they're 22 or they're 30 and, or, and they're still frustrated of, of where they're at. And, and that's okay. We can be in places that we're uncomfortable, but it's like, okay, what else can I work on? on me that I will be an integrated person before I have this husband that God has for me that's because good. you have to work on you and that's the time period that you get to do that you become older you become more mature you know exactly what you'll put up with and what you're absolutely will say heck no to and um, that's why I think that you'll be more selective too so that's my take on it yeah yeah All right. I love that I um I think 
I've always been very resistant in all things church related whenever there's like a formula. And I feel like singleness for a long time always had the formula of, of that. Like, well, just be grateful for what you have. Look at what you can grow in and then God will bring you your spouse. And it was always kind of like that, like, you know, I don't know, like formula of like, well, once you're like a X amount healed or once you're whatever. And I mean, maybe they didn't mean it like that, but that's a hundred percent how I interpreted it. Like, oh, okay. So then you go check your boxes, then you go do whatever you want. And then I think that's why you have so many dissatisfied, at least women. I don't know how men handle singleness or whatever. Um, but, but of like being like, well, I'm doing all the right things and I'm, you know, and I'm staying pure and I'm et cetera, et cetera. And it's like, but then it's for what? Like, you know, um, and I, I don't know. I, I think I've come to the place in my life where God has no formulas. Like, um, I, I think I, I heard this when I was in high school, from one of um, the, our pastors and he said that God is always the same and never the same. And it was that like, <laughs> I, I just, I love that thought that, yeah, like he, he will never change, but he also will. And also, uh, Aslan says it in Narnia as well. He says like, I'll never do the same. I'll never do it the same way twice when he, you know, resurrects, um, someone and, and he does it again in the book or in another book. And it's like that, that kind of same thing is like, God will always do the same thing, but it won't be the same way twice. And I think like in terms of even stories and stuff like that, think about like how many love stories exist just like in the span of like fiction writing as a full stop. And that's just things that we can come up with. And then you sit and talk to married people and people that have relationships and all their stories are so different. People come together in so many different ways. And so to impose on yourself some type of formula or something like that is absolutely ridiculous. Genuinely the, the pressure. Yeah. That pressure that is like, just doesn't come from anywhere else except for like you. Yeah. Right. Um, and maybe some very, you know, well-intentioned pastors, hopefully. Um, I think, I think that another part or another, another phase of singleness that doesn't help create the environment for relationship is the pressure the singles feel for being married or to be married mm -hmm. or to be in a relationship, right? And so every connection that you make, maybe you have a great group of friends, but every connection that you make with the opposite sex has this undertone mm -hmm. of, I have to be married. I have to be in a relationship. Could he be the one? Exactly, Could she be the exactly. one? And it, it maybe it's not said, mm -hmm. but it's felt. It's felt. It's like the talk. Uh, and even even in like in, in ministry, I feel that sometimes our singles could feel that pressure mm -hmm. of always having to look for a relationship and, and be married or on the way there or whatever. Right. But I think that if they take the the pressure off, I think that would help their connection that would help their circle of friends so much more that that maybe they could find the one whenever there's no pressure. I think I want to throw out a challenge. I think that if singles, every single single that is listening to this podcast, if you would get off of social media, girl. get off of social media, that's for the girls and the guys, and you actually show up in places as yourself, and you start just meeting people that's good. at a coffee shop and just like talking to people, yes. not on social media, not DMing, not all the stuff that everybody does, but just talking to Old just smiling way. at people picking up your head and smiling at people, you would actually get to meet humans. I love that. That, you know, and then the pressure would be off for the girls in looking like 
said person on Instagram and for the guys to be scrolling and just thirst traps on Instagram. But they would actually find a real woman that has a real brain, that That's has good. a real thought, that has real ideas. That, And the men would find real women, really what they're like, I what they that. think. And you would actually have real relationships develop. I think that what has not helped singles today is the social media aspect because you can consume anything you want now. Yeah. Both men and women can. And, uh, and for us women, we've talked about body image before. This can become something that we then start comparing ourselves to. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, you then don't have the confidence to just address a cute guy at a coffee shop. I'm all for that. Like, do it old school. Go and flirt yeah. a little bit. Do Have fun. <laughs> do something like that. You know, so I think that, that we need to change the way that we meet people. And just whenever you're present somewhere, that you just smile at people. People have gone so weird, yeah. you know, and not just acknowledging others and just, and that I think that's something, an aspect that our phones and social media has removed from us, a humanity of connection, one-on-one yes. -on -one connection. So that's I think so that good. would solve the problem. I think then everyone would find someone and come on. Happily ever we after. We just solved the singleness <laughs> issue here. Yeah, right. This podcast just solved it, guys. That's right. Get off social Check media. It. Go to Starbucks and smile at someone. That's right. There you go. I love that. That's so good. That's so I love that. Yeah, I agree no, that 100 is with that. that is great advice, yeah. and I do think social media has um, has definitely created so many false of these false expectations, 100 percent in in what people are like, um, in what men and women are like mm -hmm. in real life, and um, and yeah, that's 100 percent a problem. And I was thinking about what you were saying, Dad, about pressure, and I completely agree. I think mm -hmm. um, I think that pressure makes it really hard to just be friends with someone. Um, because there's already that like underlying of like, wait, that there's actually not underlying. There's like a overarching mm -hmm. looming elephant in the room of like marriage, you know, and that's just so unnecessary. Um, and to, yeah, to just get to know someone for the sake of getting to know someone, yes. that's it. That's yes. what it is. And I think that would be so, and just like my mom said, like, I think, um, just talking to people just because they're a person, not because of anything else. Right. And yeah, having fun with it, just chilling and like flirting a little bit if you think they're cute, whatever. But getting to know them just because you want to get to know them. But not because you think your spouse is looming around every corner. Thank mm -hmm. you. That's so yeah. scary. It's creepy. No, no pressure. Creepy. Yeah, no yeah. pressure. And I think it also, like, my friends and I always talk about this because uh, we always joke that, like, men don't know how to talk to women. Like, like they, and, and maybe it's like that pressure that they feel yeah. of, like, they want to be so respectful and they want to be so like, like I could be your husband and they want to be so like, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but it almost feels like, like they just can't, they won't allow themselves to just be themselves and like talk to a girl mm. and be normal. Um, and same thing with girls. I think girls can also get in their rom-com fantasy like thing. And they think every guy's Matthew McConaughey or like, he's going to talk to them like they're Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> it's not gonna, that's not how it is. No. Um, and so yeah, I think that is such great advice. And then my last question that I had for you guys, was just any encouragement for married people, for single people, for just people in relationships in general. Okay. I'll begin. And then yep. um, my beautiful bride wouldn't Go ahead. take it from there. Yeah. So, you know, my my take on on relationships and I'll say first to to the singles, um, it's, it's so difficult. And and I am so sorry that all this pressure that you have felt and maybe even from, you know, from church and some of your church leaders 
that maybe it was not like spoken directly, but maybe you you catch it right, like the pressure to be married. Like if you're not married, you're you you don't have certain merits around cir- your friend circle of friends or or to to be able to be in leadership or whatever the case might be. And but but I'll tell you that if if you keep the aspect of relationship in your mind, in your heart, and that is relationship not only not only with you know with other like humans that, that we talked about, but also your relationship with God. Like if you uh, think about it, it's a long term process to build relationship. And and I think in this world we think relationships are are so instant and real relationship doesn't happen in an instant way. It takes a long time. It takes a long time to know someone. And if we keep that in mind, it's going to help us on how to, how to structure our expectations of relationship and where we're at. So take it slow. Enjoy, enjoy your time with, you know, with people and people of, of the opposite sex. And if you're married, I, I would tell you, if you've never sat down and looked your, your spouse in the eyes, and told him how how you felt in the in the past years and opened your heart that would do more to your intimacy in connection with your with your uh, with your spouse than than a thousand therapy sessions mm-hmm. with with a therapist and just open your heart and be transparent be honest be brutally honest uh, in where you've been and I'm I'm telling you that could be the first step in having a brand new like marriage that you'll be so proud of and so uh, when you look in the mirror the person that you are the marriage that that you're creating because something that is so personal and intimate Mm -hmm. anyway that's so good babe Um, i think for those that want to be married and you are single okay uh, as you continue to be single like don't take yourself so seriously that like this is the end goal like this is it this is all I want to do one day right but it's part it's going to be part of your story it's going to be part of whenever that part does come but work on you work on you healing those things that um that come up in you because the better and more whole of a person that you are when you get married then you're going to be in a good headspace to maybe even help the person that you marry so I think that that's something that you you get to work on you, do the work that is necessary to be restored, to be healed, to be whole. And should God bring that person along, you know, tomorrow or whatever, then you're going to be in a better space. Um, you, your marriage is going to be stronger. You're going to be stronger. You're going to be better altogether. So that's for the singles. Uh, for the married people um, that are suffering maybe in marriage, maybe your marriage didn't turn out the way that you expected it and you are disappointed in really what you have, what I want to tell you is you have the power to turn that around 100%. You know, one thing that we talked about earlier was that the vows that you do with someone, they were made for the valleys. They were not made for the altar. They were actually made for the valleys. And as a couple, you are going to go through valleys. And those valleys, you can overcome them if you work together. So that's probably the best thing that we can we can say that whether you're single whether you're married you're going to have challenging days where you're going to feel lonely you're going to feel yeah. sad 
even married. And I think married is even worse because you're supposed to have the person there that should make you feel fulfilled. And then you're still miserable in it. So marriage is not everything that it's cut out to be. Like if you can hear that today loud and clear, if you're single, it isn't. It's going to take work. A lot of work. And if you're not willing to do the work every single day, it's going to be hard. It's going to be it's hard. Gonna be, it's going to be You're going to get to choose your hard. That's right. Single hard or married together hard. So you have two types of work, right? You have hard work or easy work. Marriage is hard work, mm-hmm. but it's so worth it. Mm-hmm. So worth it mm-hmm. to have a marriage that you're that you're committed to a marriage that you're that you're looking to be be more intimate more intentional uh, that's that's work more open more courageous with your honesty mm. um, it takes work but it's so beautiful what you get to create mm. agree good well I love that and thank you guys so much for being on the podcast today um, I I, I don't know. I think my encouragement for everyone listening is to listen to this again because <laughs> you guys said so many good things and I'm just so glad that I'm your daughter and that I've received, you know, 25 years of of not just like um, of completed wisdom, but I've actually ha- have had the honor of watching you guys work for it and and use those vows when you needed them and um and stick to them um in the in all the best ways so i'm just so proud to be your daughter and thank you guys so much for being here and i hope everyone listening enjoyed this podcast i loved being a part of it and talking to you guys always um and yeah thank you guys for listening don't forget to subscribe to the podcast leave us five stars thank you for bearing with me as i coughed and and was you know eating uh cough drops throughout this whole episode um but yes don't forget to subscribe to the podcast follow us on instagram at you are here dot pod leave us a comment five stars um what else oh you can follow my personal at Siani. you can follow my parents as well my mom has instagram i'll link it on uh our instagram but anyways thank you guys so much for listening again i hope you like the pod and happy week because i didn't post this on friday bye <laughs>